0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Let me just sum
1: it up in the one thing that I was looking for. I wanted a leader. You know, uh, 38 years wearing a uniform in the Navy, having flown a Top Gun, met a lot of uh, people in combat and seen a lot of different things. I've seen some phenomenal leaders, I've seen some not so good leaders. But I feel like I know a great leader when I see one. And we have a great leader here with us today. Trev has shown what he could do as a student athlete, going to the highest levels consensus All-American, Butkus Award winner, his number's retired here in the stadium, professional athlete, and he's shown that he's got longevity, having been the athletic director at the University of Nebraska-Omaha for 12 years. And although there were certainly some struggles there, he got handed a deck of cards and dealt with them, made tough decisions, and got that
2: campus on track. And welcome here to this edition of the Oscar Online Show Summer, officially over Robin Wachette as... Boy, um, very interesting Wednesday, and it moved quickly as around 9 a.m. they announced there would be a press conference. They wouldn't even say who it was going to be, but Trev Alberts was announced at 11 a.m. on Wednesday as Nebraska's new athletic director, And we we already had a full show on tap. Jojo Doman and Ben Stiller are going to join us in studio here to talk about their camp this weekend, coming up in Lincoln. Rob Childress joined me on the program. Who's joining Will Bolt's baseball staff and Drew Christo is coming on as well, um, along with Brian Munson. But the news of the summer has been the hiring now of Trev Alberts as Nebraska's new athletic director. And you heard Ted Carter there um, just give a glowing recommendation and I really thought Carter, when you look at all of us, he was such an X factor in making this work because you, you can sense the mutual respect that Carter and Albert's had. But um, I wouldn't say this is a surprise hire, um, but in some ways it is a surprise hire just because I, I still think people think about what happened at UNO about 10 years ago with the football and wrestling thing. But Trev has overcome that and has and, and, and put UNO in a great spot, and now he'll lead Nebraska for the foreseeable future.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing that I think really s- sticks – with me uh as this thing kind of comes to a conclusion is the comments ronnie green made from the get-go is that you know they wanted some stability at this spot they wanted someone that not only had uh you know a track record uh coming into this job but one that could uh give nebraska a a leader at its most important position in the athletic department for the foreseeable future and not have these quick fix uh solutions that they've had far too many of uh, over the past decade or so and you know, Trev's a guy that, um, you know, he's young enough. This this is a potential 20-year hire for Nebraska. And that, I think, goes a long way in this everlasting uh, search for identity Nebraska struggled with, particularly at football, but, you know, really with men's athletics, uh, to, to have, you know, a, a figurehead in place for, you know, like I said, the foreseeable future. I think that's the biggest first step in uh, building this entire athletic department the way that nebraska wants it to be built and so you know yeah trev like like, like ted carter said in the, in the open you know he had to make some really tough decisions out of the bat that um you know were very difficult uh you know when you're talking about you know eliminating a national championship wrestling program and il- eliminating a football program uh, all in the name of of trying to keep your budget afloat i mean that's that's about as uh difficult of a circumstance as an athletic director is going to face. And so he's going to have to come here to Nebraska, having pretty much seen uh, all there is to see. And I think with his connections to the program, he kind of checks the boxes there, but uh, I think he just gives more than anything, a strong leader at the most important spot in the athletic department. And one that will be here uh, for more than just a flash in the pan, like the past few,
2: but let's let's look at what he did at UNO. Obviously he had to make that tough call with football and wrestling Um, Which you know was I don't think all the way his call. It had to be done. Um, Division two, as they knew it, was dying. The Dakota teams were gone, and UNO's history was with the Dakota teams in the in the North Central Conference at that time. Well, all the Dakota teams moved up to one AA or FCS for the money in Division one basketball, and UNO's options were to stick at D two and play Carney and you know you and teams like Northwest Missouri State or move up to division one and do what they did and they've always had hockey and they, they made the decision we were going to build our athletic department around hockey trev alberts went out and got dean blaze if you remember and that was essentially like hiring rick patino in hockey mm-hmm. um, a very accomplished national championship coach and he took him to a frozen four and then you know with dean blaze retired he hired mike gabinet who took you to the ncaa tournament this year so he really got that hockey program going with the Baxter Arena. It's one of the best venues. They hosted the, um, the bubble for the conference that they're in, um, the NCHC. I'm, I'm trying to think what the hockey league they're in, but it's a very, very difficult hockey league. And they hosted the bubble, and Trev was a big part of that. Um, they built the baseball complex. He raised $100 million of privately funded money. And this is money in Omaha from my understanding, that really wasn't giving to the University of Nebraska Athletics. They were giving to the University of Nebraska Omaha. So in some ways, I think Trev brings some value to maybe some donors that are going to come back into the University of Nebraska-Lincoln that maybe weren't, that Trev has relationships with. So there's a lot to this hire that intrigues me. Um, but like we both said, Robin, we we think that this is a long-term play where Bill Moose was short-term. Right. Um, I-Course, as we know, just didn't feel like a long-term guy and osborne was a short-term guy Mm -hmm. because of his age um so this is this has the feel of a uh, a jamie pollard at iowa state somebody that should be there a very long time
3: and and that's what needs to happen Uh, i mean it's been too much of a revolving door uh, at such a critical uh, position in this athletic department and you know it's crazy uh, when you look back at how many of these types of press conferences you know we've been a part of over the last couple decades i think there's been Nine athletic director and head football coach uh, introductory press conferences like this. And so, you know, you kind of, you know, th- these things have become whole hum over the last few years. But I thought that Trev did a really good job of delivering a very clear message of what his vision for Nebraska athletics are. Um, he was asked specifically about football, um, and I thought he did a good job of giving support to Scott Frost while also, you know, admitting that the, the standard needs to be raised. And, um, you know, I think that it's just somebody that I think he said all the right things and he said it in a way that felt genuine. And I think that when you add in just the, the feeling of stability and the, the honesty and the nature that, uh, you know, Trev just kind of presented himself and then obviously his connections to the program and to this state. Uh, it just feels like he's going to be here for a while. And he's going to actually see this thing through to where all these plans about what Nebraska could be. He's going to be there to make sure they get done.
2: Well, and there's going to be with Trev Alberts too. There's going to be a level of professionalism with the position. And, you know, I, was like that. Osborne was like that. Moose was a little different of how he operated yeah. um, just a, a little, you know, he, he was great on the dinner tour and the speaking tours and, really engaged the fans when he would go out and about and was great on. I mean, his AD radio shows were, were must-listen to radio. I think Trev's going to be a little bit more professional, a little bit more guarded. People tried to get him a little bit on some, you know, trying to load some questions to get him to take the bait. And, you know, remember, this was a guy that debated with Mark May on ESPN for several years before he became an ad so he knows our game along with being an ad and he's got a unique style and i'll never forget this charlie mcbride when i wrote the 100 things nebraska book i did a chapter on trev alberts and he said that trev alberts was the smartest player they had ever in his time coaching with tom osborne and you know, just something about that level of intelligence, he's an academic all American as well. So, he comes so highly accomplished. And I think the only thing we talked about that you could ever say is what he had to do at UNO way back in the day. But that what I, I still believe to this day, that was not his call, like, he was given the order and he had to do it. Um, but other than that, you know, there's you know, he, he checks every box you could ever want, and he weathered that storm and has made UNO one of the better you know, lower division one programs in terms of facilities and what he's gotten done there.
3: Well, I know some people view what happened at UNO as a, a bit cutthroat, you know, particularly people that were associated with the, the wrestling and football programs uh, up there. But at the same time, it it shows that Trev is not afraid to do the things that need to be done uh, in the grand scheme of, of making his athletic department better. And, you know, obviously it's a completely different set of circumstances compared to what he's doing in Nebraska. <laughs> you don't have to worry about him dropping football or, or wrestling or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, he, I think he said said it best in his, uh, in his press conference where he said, you know, we're going to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And in today's landscape of collegiate athletics with just how fast Everything is changing with the NIL stuff, uh, the transfer portal stuff, uh, just how different things are, even from where they were five years ago. Uh, I mean, you need to have someone that's ready to embrace. Uh, the changing world uh, of this profession. And, you know, while Trev has deep-rooted experience to the past and, um, you know, has been, been in this business for a while now, he also seems willing to, uh, you know, adjust and be able to surround himself with people that are capable of taking Nebraska into this next phase of collegiate athletics. And, you know, I thought it was interesting, too. They made it a big point, both uh, Ted Carter, Ronnie Green, uh, to praise Garrett Classy. And they, they, they About went out of their mentions. way. four or five mentions. And they, like I said, give another round of applause to Garrett Class. So I still think he is going to be heavily involved, particularly in spearheading Nebraska's kind of pioneering uh, in this NLI stuff, uh, NIL stuff that uh, is so critical to keeping Nebraska at the forefront of, like I said, this ever-changing landscape.
2: Well, Garrett Class he wants to be an AD. He's been an AD before at Illinois Chicago, and I think he's been in number two at Tulane before. So you know, he applied to be the Boise State AD and he clearly wanted this job. I mean, why wouldn't you want this job? A lot of people wanted this job, Um, but it just, you know, this is the right guy. This is the long-term fix. Um, And, you know, let's face it. When you see Tom Osborne going up there and, you know, he's a part of the press conference, you know, that, 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 that tells you like everyone's on board. I know some people don't want to hear that, but, you know, I think this is the right move all the way around and he's going to come in and, and have a care about what's going on. That's maybe different than other people. And he's not going to get emotionally wrapped up in things. I mean, he's, he's proven that he, he can, you know, play his cards very well. And you're not going to see Trev Albert slip up and say things he shouldn't say. Um,
3: it's not going to say Ohio state shaking in their boots or anything like running that.
2: scared. <laughs> I, mean, um, I, I think he's going to be a really good represent representative of Nebraska at the big 10 level too. and, let's face it, you know, this last year was rough. I mean, mm-hmm. Bill Moose and just some of the way the way things went down, and rightfully so. I mean, Nebraska had a right to be vocal, but, you know, I heard stories about some of those Zoom calls, and I don't know if President Carter and Ronnie Green necessarily liked some of that stuff that happened on those calls and how – and Trev's not going to be like that. I mean, he's going to be a more of a politician – and they made that really clear too about the Big Ten, their commitment to the Big Ten, because there is a a cry that when the new realignment things come around again, the Big Twelve could be in the cards. And this administration made it very clear that they want to be in the Big Ten and they're excited about the future of the Big Ten.
3: Yeah, I mean Ronnie Green unsolicited made it a point to continue the press conference by jumping back on there and saying, Oh, by the way, I know there's been a lot of talk about this. Like he wasn't even asked. Like he like this was an agenda that he wanted to make sure was said uh, on that platform, and he said that we are extremely excited about the Big Ten. We're committed to the Big Ten. We look forward to continuing to compete in the Big Ten. So, any of those rumors that have been buzzing, uh, Ronnie Green went up there and made sure to
2: squash them. All right. Well, much more to come. Jojo Dolman and Ben Stilly are going to join me here in studio next, as they've got a football camp coming up on Saturday in Lincoln. They're going to tell you all about that and more. Listening to the Husker Online Show.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
2: And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washat. Told you, you have a jam-packed show. Uh, We've got a lot of in-studio guests in and out here today. And pleased to be joined in-studio by Nebraska, I'd like to say the six-year seniors, uh, JoJo Dolman and Ben Stilley, and they're joining us here because They're working on something here. You guys have an exciting football camp on Saturday over at the Speedway Complex. Let us know. What do you guys got going on? And, you know, we're about two weeks away from practice starting, but you guys wanted to have this opportunity to to, to get a chance to promote what you're working on.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chick-fil-A is coming out, and hundreds of other kids are coming out, and we're just going to have fun out there, play some football, learn some fundamentals, um, hopefully learn some life lessons while we're at it too really just enjoy ourselves it gives us a chance to impact our community in a positive way, really give back to the city of Lincoln for everything they've done for us. And we're just looking to have a good time.
3: Yeah. So Ben, I guess what, what was kind of the, the, the spark behind this idea? What made you guys want to go and put together something like this, which is kind of unique compared to some of the other NIL opportunities that, that guys are doing right now?
5: Yeah. Um, really it was uh, a combination of things. Um, some of it was, um, you know, Jojo and I really uh, coming together Um you know, starting to, to bond here later in our Husker careers here um, that made this possible. Um, his parents have a good background um, in this industry and um, camp-wise as well, but um, really, I think it, it stemmed from a, um, a common bond we have over just um, you know, liking kids um, and wanting to, you know, both be passionate about coaching kids and um, giving back to the community.
2: So we have a lot of listeners, guys, around the state. Let them know, how, how can they register? Can they be a walk-up registration? Do they have to sign up ahead of time online? Um, what's the cost? Um, just what, what's the format of the camp here as you kind of lay things out?
5: Yep, so um – I guess if we we encourage everyone to sign up online, um, uh, benstilly.com/slash benstilly95.com/slash camps. Almost messed up my own website there. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, and it's forty nine dollars if you do it online. It's it's fifty nine dollars if you uh, walk up the day of on Saturday. Um, And really, that's uh, all the information is there on the website. Um, We we have scholarships available for. that our sponsors are providing. Um, three different sponsors are um, pitching in for that. Um, Lincoln Orthopedic Physical Therapy, um, Mannheim Omaha, and Signal 88 Security um, are all pitching in for those. So uh, you can. There's a place for you to contact me through the air on the on the website as well if you need a scholarship for the camp. Um, and really, that's that's about it as far as information-wise.
3: Well, and Jojo, Ben mentioned this. I mean, you obviously have a lot of experience with football camps with your parents. Uh, you know, having organized multiple camps uh, at all different levels growing up. I guess what what do you I mean re- remember about those those camp settings, and how do you want to translate some of those experiences into the kids that you're going to be working with on Saturday?
4: Yeah, one it's a it's a great outlet just for kids to go and spend energy on a weekend um, playing playing football. Another thing is just building on the fundamentals and technique of the game um, at a young age is obviously beneficial. And then maybe most importantly is to bridge the gap between um, superheroes and, and these kids' real life reality. And I just remember when I was a kid, I looked up to these NFL players like, "Whoa, I'd do anything to be these guys." Um, how do I become one of these guys? And it just, I, they were superheroes at that point. But then to be able to have like personal relationships with them be able to have conversations with them throwing the football around with them wrestling them whatever it was it bridged that gap and it was like man these guys are just like me they're just a lot bigger faster stronger at this point Um, so really that's the part i'm looking forward to is the influence and the impact on these young kids lives to continue to dream, and to continue to chase after whatever they want.
2: Yeah, your dad was a longtime sports agent, and I, I know LaDamian Tomlinson was one. Of, I mean, who were some of the other players like that you grew up around watching um, as a kid?
4: Yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Lindanian Tomlinson, all those guys. And honestly, I've had the pleasure to meet a handful of those guys I just mentioned just through – You know tagging along with my pops
3: you you kind of mentioned it you know the obviously there's opportunities to to teach kids and to you know get your guys's brand out there but you know also as as you guys well know especially you ben i mean nebraska football players are in a lot of ways superheroes to to kids growing up here and now you get the chance to you know as active players work directly with kids like this in a a real kind of a almost intimate setting uh I, i guess ben how how important was that for you, that part of it? I mean, obviously there's the the instruction part and and all that, but just being able to kind of have that direct contact with kids that, you know, obviously look up to you uh, for your status and then kind of, you know, be able to, like you said, uh, you go from, from superhero to, to normal guy for those guys.
5: Yeah, I think that was a part that was um, almost missing from my childhood. It was um, being able to do an event like this because we really don't have um, a professional team here. We don't really um, have a ton of uh, you know, professional athletes that come out of Nebraska and can come back to our community, especially not in Asheville, Nebraska. Um, so really, it, it's uh, an awesome opportunity, I think, for myself and JoJo just to be able to provide that opportunity for these kids um, in the Lincoln area and the surrounding uh, smaller communities to you know have an opportunity like that.
2: We're talking to Jojo Doman and Ben Stilley, Nebraska's uh, super seniors here joining us in studio as they get ready um, for their camp. Have you guys ever been able to, like, earn a dollar, like, working since you've been at Nebraska? Like, I mean, do you have a part-time job, dog-sitting? Or I mean, is this the first, like, dollar you've been able to actually earn
4: um, as student-athletes in Nebraska? I've had to turn away opportunities to make money. <laughs> be Like, no, nice. like, I don't know, can you buy that? Who's watching? You know, like, <laughs> where are you at? So this is nice to be compensated for our efforts Name, image, likeness. It's a step in the right direction for sure. I don't think it's the end all be all, but um, yeah, we're de- definitely blessed to be here in this situation. How about you, Ben?
5: Yeah, same for me. Um, haven't, I mean, never really had to, to worry about it, but um, yeah, haven't ever been able to have the opportunity either, and it, so it's nice to be able to, to capitalize on that.
3: Well, shortly after this camp, uh, and you guys turn your sights solely on uh, the start of fall camp, your own your own practice is coming up Seems like uh, it's already creeping around the corner, I guess. Uh, what's your guys' uh, kind of mentality right now going into the last couple weeks of summer, and
4: then the season finally gets underway here in a few weeks? Yeah, I think we're really focused on just gaining as much ground right now during these last two weeks of summer conditioning. And then, yeah, taking all our focus, all our energy to fall camp and just conquering fall camp one day at a time. You know, it's a, it's a hefty camp. It's long, it's rigorous, it's exhausting, but really just taking it day by day And winning each practice one at a time is going to lead us winning games one at a time, and that's got that's our mindset.
2: How about you, Ben? Uh, You've been around a lot of fall camps. I mean, what's going to be different about this team and this group as you get ready to embark on your sixth year at Nebraska?
5: Yeah, for sure. I think um, something I'm looking forward to is really just us improving uh, consistency-wise. You know, we definitely have the talent there, and. I guess as as far as defensively, uh, that's really going to be our um, thing we're looking to improve on is just um, being consistent, um, playing and play out.
2: You have all these six-year seniors on the defense particularly. I mean, a lot of guys that have been with Shenander for four years, and nobody has been able to say that at Nebraska for a while, that they've had the same defensive coaches for four years in a row. I mean, how much has that helped just speaking the same language with coaches for four straight years now?
4: Yeah, I can't even put into words how much that helps. Just going from you get here, you learn a system, then you got to learn another system, then you got to learn another system, and just to have the consistency of the same system has been really nice. Um, and it's definitely, you're going to be able to tell. We're going to be playing faster. We're going to be talking more. Um, there should be less errors. And like Ben said, like we should be more consistent. Like, if we're playing 90 plays in a game, and we're, only, we're on for 80 of them, though those 10 plays usually result in points. So as a as a defender, we really have to put on every single play, every single snap, first down, fourth down. It doesn't really matter. Any play can be a game changing play, and we have to be ready to stop that in any moment. And that's that's our mentality.
3: And, and Ben, obviously, there's the experience factor, knowledge of the defense factor, but with having so many veteran guys, you know, especially multiple six year guys, uh, how has that changed just the the focus of this defense in the sense that I mean the, the time is now you got a bunch of guys that are at the same level where it has to happen this season for you to accomplish these goals that you've had for the past five years now is the time I mean has that kind of raised the level of, of focus and intensity just throughout this offseason compared to previous ones
5: yeah, I think uh, without a doubt um, especially just you know with what last season was and what COVID was and the, the unknown of everything um, and now that this year for um, our class especially um, definitely changes the, the dynamics of uh, there's no possibility of coming back for a six year if you if you want it um, and so yeah definitely raises um, raises the stakes I guess and, and the finality of everything um, I think it also gives us a, a good chance to um, you know improve much needed depth um, along the defensive side um, a lot of these guys coming back you know preserves um, guys from being thrown out there a year early um, more so than they need to be. Um, You know, that's how you build depth and consistency at this level. And so, yeah.
2: Are you a little upset you don't get to go to Ireland? I mean, that had to be something (laughs) you were thinking about. Like, hey, you know what, we'll come back and maybe go to Ireland in our final year. You just want to play football.
4: I'm glad we're not going to Ireland. I'm ready just to play ball.
5: Yeah, I think it would have been cool. Um, I like to travel, so I think it would have
4: been I know cool. your mom and dad would have been all, all about Ireland. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure.
5: They would have loved been it. They'll sure.
2: probably still go to Ireland is my guess. They'll, they might want to go out there for that trip to watch Northwestern, right?
5: Yeah, my uh, my mom actually had a trip planned for, I think it was a wedding um, the year before, so um, COVID, and it got, that got canceled for us. She was like, oh, yeah, I'll still get a go for for the game next year since you're coming back, and then it got canceled oh. again. Yeah, she well, was a little bummed.
2: Well, Ben, JoJo, um, uh, best of luck here with the camp. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see how that goes for you guys. And, and we really appreciate you guys coming in and joining us here for a few minutes.
4: Yes, thank you guys for having us. Yeah, appreciate it.
2: All right, much more to come. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.
6: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipsyn Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
1: You know, I told Will this morning, I said, you know, his hire of Rob Childress to me is indicative of a coach that's very secure in himself
2: right? It's about how do we find the best help we can and go out and find a way to
1: win. I think that says a lot about his leadership and what his goals are.
2: And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show as Nebraska named Trev Alberts, the new athletic director on Wednesday, and that was Trev Alberts talking about the latest piece added to the Nebraska baseball program, a very familiar piece in Rob Childress uh, who comes from Texas A&M where he had a very successful run as a head coach, multiple college World Series appearances, and now he'll come to Lincoln and assist Jeff Christie, Lance Harville and head coach, will Bolt. coach. Um, I think I speak for everyone. Um, I th- everyone's excited to have you back to Nebraska and I know you're excited, uh, to get back up this way to Lincoln.
7: Well, certainly the feeling's mutual. Uh, our family and myself are so fired up to be back in a place we've held so dear to our heart over the years and, and a place that we go back to quite often and, and, uh, off season and visit friends and family and you know we're looking forward to being back and doing everything we can to help out that coaching staff and that program uh, continue to in the direction that they're heading.
2: Yeah it's interesting coach over the years I've gotten to know a lot of coaches that have come and left Nebraska but so many of them love to come back here and spend time. I even know Coach Van Horn used to come back a lot and hunt or you know do stuff in the area with people, and you see former football coaches, basketball coaches, whoever. They they tend to like to hang out around Nebraska. What is it about this place that makes guys that left here always kind of want to come back and, and spend time in the state?
7: Well, it's the people, and it's the relationships that, that you've built over the years, whether it was in a duck blind or – you know, at an event and you just those relationships don't disappear the people in the state of nebraska are just different than anywhere else and something that we're thankful that we get to go back and be a part of
2: we're talking here with new um and coach what is your title by the way i was going to say what your title is but what will be your official title for will bolt
7: here going forward it'll be director of player development and i'm going to wear a lot of different hats and, and serve those coaches and and any facet that they need and coach bolt coach Christie, and coach harvell and, and certainly pour into those players and, and do everything i can to contribute to you know each and every guy in that program
2: how did this all come about when uh, you know you, you um left texas a&m here this off season how did this opportunity came about, come about how was it will's idea to the administration i mean how were they able to kind of get this position in the program to, to kind of help move things forward
7: Oh, something that Will and I have talked about for the last month. And and certainly there's just a lot of dominoes to fall across the the country. And, you know, I don't think God's going to put you any place that you're not needed. And, you know, this is certainly a place that that we feel like we're needed and, and excited to be headed toward.
2: Now, is the role that you're in... Is that something pretty common on SEC coaching staffs? I mean, I don't think you probably see a lot of these type of positions on Big Ten uh, teams, but is this something more common down in the SEC and some of the better programs, maybe in the South?
7: It is, and especially you know when the third coach, assistant coach, got voted down, that was something that a lot of schools added, and I would say it's it's becoming more and more common across not just the SEC, but I would say all the Power Five in that respect, and certainly Nebraska is in that same conversation with all those other schools and, and just thankful that the opportunity is there for us.
2: We're talking here with Rob Childress who will be a part of Will Bolt's coaching staff going forward and you know coach here in the show today we also talked to Drew Christo and I know a lot of um, the incoming pitchers and guys are, are really excited to have you on board. How excited are you to just get a chance to meet and work with some of the talent? Because it's one of the better recruiting classes coming in with guys like Chase Mason and Drew Christo and, and, uh, C- and um, Hood coming from Norris. I mean, there's a lot of talent um, being brought in that you and Coach Christie and, and the, the coaching staff are going to have a great opportunity to, to develop here the next three years.
7: Well, it's pretty evident right away that, that Coach Harvell, the recruiting coordinator, has done a great job locking down the state of Nebraska and keeping the best players at home and going to the Midwest and, and after that, and the national if need be, but you know, Jeff Christie's done an amazing job as a pitching coach at, at the University of Nebraska, and, and all I will do is, is be standing behind him and if he has questions or I, ideas he wants to bounce off of me after a bullpen or after a game, then I'll certainly be there, but um, I'm just there to help in any way possible, but we are certainly excited to be together and certainly excited about that recruiting class that's coming in.
2: Let's go back to Will Bold. Um, you brought him into Nebraska with Coach Van Horn over 20 years ago and as one of your first recruits. I mean, did you ever envision this when you brought him in and just the type of guy he was, the leadership he had as a player? Where he'd be the the guy leading the leading the ship here at Nebraska and, and running the show and you know winning a Big Ten championship in his first full season as Nebraska's head baseball coach.
7: You know, honestly, I'm I'm not surprised. He, he was a guy that we recruited when we were at Northwestern State. He really wanted to be in the the Big Twelve and have that opportunity. And you know, when Coach Van Horn got the job at Nebraska, he was the first guy that we called and we brought him up on a visit. Snow was on the ground. And just to happen, just a, a passing and him getting the opportunity to meet Coach Osborne sealed the deal. And he committed, and we got him. But once he got on campus, he was a part of a ragoon class of 25 or 26 guys, just really changing not just the talent level but the culture. But it was evident that the guys gravitated toward Will from a leadership standpoint. There were a lot of great players in that class, and but guys just followed – followed Will's lead and and you could just see the progression happening each and every year just a step farther finally culminating in Omaha on back-to-back years but um, I'm not surprised at all and I'm not surprised at the success that they've had in such a short period of time and and that's credit to Will and Jeff and, and to Lance.
2: When you watched this past season play out did it kind of remind you a little bit of those early years 99, 2000 when you guys were just kind of building it but showing the potential of what Nebraska baseball could be?
7: Absolutely. You can see those guys playing together, first and foremost, playing with a chip on their shoulder and believing that they just, you know, had earned every right to be in the championship of a regional and took Arkansas out of the brink and and could have been in a one hit or one pitch away from being in a super regional. And just like that, that's how close they are. And those kids believe that they got a strong nucleus coming back and, you know, certainly lost a couple of key pieces in Swellenbach and Povich. But, you know, there's some other guys coming back that have had that taste, and I would expect that, you know, that will be the mission moving forward is to go a step farther and, and get into that three game series with an opportunity to get to Law.
2: Yeah, that series with Arkansas, just in your neck of the woods and your world down south, how much did that raise eyebrows about, wow, I mean, Nebraska might be closer than, than anybody really realized? And the scheduling last year made it hard to know because of the Big Ten not allowing out of conference games.
7: I think everybody across from coast to coast took note of how talented and and how well coached the University of Nebraska is and how close they really are. And like you said, when you only play a conference-only schedule, it's hard to know. But, you know, throughout the course of that regional, I think everybody coast to coast took note as to how well prepared and how talented the University of Nebraska is in the baseball program.
2: We're talking here with Rob Childress as – um, we wrap things up and coach, um, you know, you, like you said, you, you've come back to Nebraska a lot. You've got a daughter, um, that's in school up here. I mean, give everybody an idea of, I mean, your family, I remember when you were here, they were little kids, they were walking around as young kids and now they're all growing up. Um, so, you, you know, I'll, with family ties here and, and whatnot, it's gotta be exciting to, to, get back up
7: this way. Well, absolutely. My daughter Hannah's there and wrapping up a master's at Doan university and, and going to teach it at. Norris and she's got a daughter Parker our first granddaughter who's about to turn one we'll get to celebrate that birthday next week my son Max is 18 and is a senior at uh, College Station High School and obviously Amanda and I've been married now 27 years and you know it's just a pretty special family.
2: I think I just figured out the X factor on what really brought you back up here, the granddaughter. I mean, I, I have a, a wife with a mother, and I, I could tell you her mother would not – it would be hard for her to be away from the grandkids. So I'm sure your wife was just as big in this decision as you were just to, to get closer to your granddaughter.
7: Oh, absolutely, 100%. It was a team decision and an easy one of that, I can promise you.
2: Well, Coach, we're looking forward to seeing you back up here at Nebraska and and helping Coach Bold and and the staff uh, really put something together special here for this upcoming season.
7: Well, we look forward to it, and and thanks for the time, Sean.
2: All right. Well, much more to come. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.
6: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipson ads. Go to lipsynads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com.
0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
2: And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. It's obviously been a very, very busy uh, week here in Lincoln with the hiring of Nebraska's new athletic director, Trev Alberts, um, but also a pretty big week on the baseball diamond as um, you know Will Bolt and his program, I, I think, have solidified that they're not going anywhere for a long time. And uh, they got some huge news this week, number one, with the hire of Rob Childress coming in, but all of their key recruits they signed here for the class of 2021 uh, 2022 are, are going to be on campus now none of them went off to the draft and were joined here on the show uh, by drew cristo the nebraska high school athlete of the year from elkhorn who was definitely in a position where he could have been drafted um, but has decided to come to nebraska drew i'm sure it's a relief to kind of have this process behind you as you start your career in classes in lincoln this week
8: yeah uh, i mean totally but uh you know the whole process was something that um, I was super grateful to have gone through. You know, um, I, I realized I was really fortunate to be able to go through that whole process. As a, as a lot of high school guys kind of dream to, to have that option. So, it's something I, I was really grateful for the, the entire time that I was working through it. But, um, it, it feels great to have it all behind me and now, able to focus, you know, 100% on, uh, on the next three to four years here, here in Lincoln.
2: Yeah, you think about just focusing on one thing. I mean, you know, usually this time of year you'd be lifting weights and getting ready for a football season. Then you'd go right into a basketball season. Then mm-hmm. you'd go right into a baseball season. And I'm sure you've done other activities um, growing up as a kid as well. To only now just play baseball, what will that transition be like and, and how much better do you think you're going to get by just being able to focus on one thing?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, for me in that area, I'm I'm really excited just to – to focus on, on baseball and to focus on really being a pitcher, you know, um, I feel like there's a lot of things, you know, both mechanically and just from a pitchability standpoint that um, I have a long ways to go in both of those things. And so it's something I'm really excited for as we get into the off season um, and really have a chance to, you know, work in my craft and, and really become a better baseball player.
2: We're talking with Drew Christo here, uh, Nebraska's prized uh, 2021 pitcher recruit who will be now in Lincoln um, versus going into uh, the MLB. And, and Drew, you had to be excited about the addition of Rob Childress. You're from here. You've followed Husker Athletics your entire life. Um, and I'm sure you're familiar with not only his success here at Nebraska developing pitchers, but at Texas A&M as well. Um, when were you made aware of Rob Childress' Um, joining in the capacity he's going to join the staff in and how excited are you about having him on with Jeff Christie and Will Bolt and Lance Harville?
8: Yeah so I mean I was actually at uh, my younger brother Ian's baseball game um, and in between one of the innings I just hopped on Twitter um, and and saw the tweet and you know immediately was like oh my gosh that's that's big time stuff right there just obviously knowing um, about him and about the history that he has especially with pitchers you know uh being a pitcher myself that's something that you that gets you really excited especially when you're coming into a university that already has the coaching staff like nebraska has with like you mentioned bolt and Christie and harvell and um i think adding coach Childress is going to be something that's only going to take the program to the next level so i'm really excited to get to work with him and and uh develop as a pitcher here
2: and do you is that how you do you see yourself being strictly just a pitcher now? I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, you obviously had very good um, offensive statistics, but will your concentration now be on trying to make that weekend rotation and be a starting pitcher here for the next three years at Nebraska?
8: I think so. Yeah, I think my ceiling is definitely the the highest um, as a pitcher, and I think that's something that you know I'm pretty passionate about myself. So um, I'm definitely gonna you know uh, work my hardest to to be in the best spot to hopefully you know compete for for a starting rotation or help out in any way that I can.
2: Drew, being a Husker, it it means different things to different guys, but I got the sense always uh, with your family and you uh, that being a Husker and playing in Lincoln. So um, your grandparents and your siblings and aunts and uncles and cousins can be a part of it the next three years. Was that something you thought about? Like, you know what, this is going to be really not only good for my career, but just great for our family to have these next three years now with me getting a chance to play in Lincoln.
8: Totally. I mean, I think it, you know, being a Husker um, for my family, and uh, it's definitely a family affair. Uh, all my cousins, like you said, cousins and and grandparents, and um, brother and, and sisters, and, and parents. You know, this is something that um, we all love, and so I, I think it's it'll be it'll be something great for all of us um, to have. You know, three years here because it's such a great place, um, all around sports, academics, you name it, and so. Um, I, I think part of being, you know, a part of the Big Red experience is, is something that my family loves and I uh, love as well.
2: Did you grow up going to a lot of games? I mean, did you ever go to, like, Husker football road games? Or do you have any memories of of going to Nebraska athletic events growing up?
8: Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, I think, you know, from from the moment I can remember as a toddler, you know, we've we've always had season tickets here to the football games. And, you know, if I was lucky, every once in a while we'd head down and go to a basketball game in the winter and come up and see the baseball games as well. So, you know, since I was a little kid, I've been coming here and, and dreaming about being a Husker. So, you know, finally make it official this last week, and that uh, this is where I'm going to be for the next three to four years is something that you know really made made a dream come true for me.
2: We're talking here with Drew Christo of the Nebraska baseball program, and Drew, a lot of the recruits um, you signed with, uh, they're all here now, and you've gotten to know these guys um, just over the last year. Just on paper and the early feel, how special can this group be? with guys like C.J. Hood, yourself, Chase Mason. I mean, there's so many great talents in this recruiting class coming in with what what's already on the roster.
8: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this is a group of guys that over the yes, the last year and, and even longer than that as we've gotten gotten to know each other, um, this is a group of guys that's just really passionate about what we do. Um, I think Coach Bolt wanted to put the emphasis on, you know, we're his first recruiting class, and he wanted to, to get a group of guys that really just, hard workers, had lots of grit, and really loved to be um, Huskers. And I I think that's what this class is built on. And I think, you know, top to bottom, there's going to be guys who who make a lot of impact on the team, whether that's in year one or or down the road. So, I mean, I think a lot of us are are already bought in. And um, the guys that are here on campus in in the summer program and then the guys that we got coming in in the fall, um, we're all pretty excited to, to work hard and keep this program going in the right direction.
2: And there's a number of Elkhorn South and Elkhorn West Omaha athletes down here. Either they've been down here or they're coming with you. Um, I mean, how well do you know all these guys um, from Teddy Prohaska to you know the the other walk-ons on the football program and other? I mean, it's it's, it's got to feel so home for you to be with guys that you already know so well.
8: Definitely, you know, you know, just this morning um, we were in the training table and I walked by Teddy and I walked by Aiden Young and said hello to those guys as they're on their way to their practices and their weights. And, you know, then I go and, and with the baseball guys, we got Elkhorn guys like Jack Brockett and Luke Jesson and Kyler Randazzo. So, you know, it already feels kind of like a big family, even between the sports, just having that familiarity with the people around here. So um, the, the sense of home is definitely there. And I think, you know, in our own respective ways, we're all excited to be Huskers and, and root for each other and see, how much success we can bring to this, this school as a as a total program not only to our individual sports.
2: Now Drew you came in um, how many credit hours did you have already um, was that, did I read that you almost are a sophomore already with the credit hours you were able to get in high school?
8: Yeah I was able to take a lot of AP classes you know over uh, my sophomore junior and senior year in high school so I think you know uh, I got somewhere near 30, 30 to 40 credit hours so um, I'm taking six this summer, and so hopefully I can, I'm working with my academic advisor right now to, to try and hopefully get a plan that we can maybe try and, you know, graduate in three years if that's a possibility. But, yeah, I was able to, to do a lot of those credits while I was at Elkhorn, so that um, put me in a pretty good spot.
2: And, you know, you look at the pros and cons, but just going to a, a high-level Big Ten baseball school with the facilities and the amenities, how much more appealing is that to have these resources here than maybe having to go play in the minor leagues and live on a bus and not have the nutrition and the weights and the other things that you're going to have access to the next potential three years here at Nebraska?
8: Yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're here in Lincoln, I mean, you have so many people working for you and, and so many resources that will allow you to be the best that you can be. And I think, you know, as opposed to the minor league route, it's, it's, a lot of that is individual. Like, you have to take it upon yourself to – to reach out and do that extra stuff where as opposed to here you have people who are looking out for you and, and assisting you in all those different types of ways and you know the facilities here and the people here and the coaches are, are beyond top notch and so I think um, you know as a young athlete and as a young person this type of environment just just makes it a lot easier for, for you to be successful and so that's something that you know I, I'm really looking forward to to, to experience.
2: Well, Drew, congratulations. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to seeing you on that mound thrown for Nebraska here uh, this upcoming season.
8: Thank you. Thanks for having me on, and I can't wait to, to represent the Scarlet and Cream.
2: All right. Well, much more to come. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.
6: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipsyn Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L I B S Y N dot
0: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
2: Final segment here of the Husker Online Show, Sean Callahan and now Brian Munson as Brian. It's been a heck of a day here in Husker Athletics and a show for that matter um, with the hiring of Trev Alberts first. But then we had Rob Childress on. We had Jojo Dolman and Ben Stilley in studio and Drew Christo on uh, as our phone guest today. So uh, it's, it's been busy, but we're going to close talking recruiting with the other news of the week. Nebraska gets a commitment number eight from defensive lineman Hayden Schwartz out of Florida your thoughts on getting Schwartz who was in Lincoln for his official visit earlier in the month of June
1: uh this one's huge right I and mean, Nebraska just lost on just missed on Jalen Marshall earlier on in the week right and, uh, and that was Jalen Marshall to me was a pretty significant miss you know in, in my opinion i i, I thought his but There had been some criticism about about some people that had seen him play, but I really felt like his versatility was better than just about everybody else on the, on the board. So that, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just clarify which position I'm kind of coming from. He was a guy that could play the four, the four-eye, the three, and then trunk out to a five if that's what you wanted to be, or what you really needed and could do something heavier. But Schwartz to me is really kind of um, a more true fit pin your ear back pin your ears back kind of 4-3 defensive end. So let's start talking about him a little bit because in in my conversation with him tonight, it differed, you know, the conversation that we had after his June 11th official visit, it differed a little bit from like where Nebraska said they might see him. So they, Nebraska clearly likes him as a defensive end. Number one, before in the 6-11 official visit uh, uh, story that we had done, they, Nebraska said, you know, we're not really sure, like, where your body is going to, you know, take you. And we we think maybe you could be an outside linebacker and you could be playing somewhere else, maybe a little bit slide down and play inside. Then you, you're you definitely going to play some defensive end. Well, now it seems very – it's crystallized. I, I would say that that's probably the best way to kind of sum that up. I, I think he's more of a traditional 4-3 defensive end and a 5 technique Where Nebraska maybe wants to put in a package and get after a quarterback, Um, so he would be more of a a lighter, quicker, hand in the dirt kind of guy than like a base for you know somebody out there playing like a Ty Robinson or uh, you know a couple of the defensive ends that obviously I'm blowing up Casey Rogers and somebody else. There, there he, he's gonna be somebody who's gonna be a little bit lighter, a little bit quicker. He's a Garrett Nelson, but Garrett's playing more that walk up outside linebacker, that three four outside linebacker. This guy's like a hand in the dirt kind of Garrett Nelson guy that's gonna be at the five. So you know
2: you know who he reminds I think me of, Brian? Trickster. He reminds me a little bit – remember when Cameron Meredith got here at first when he when he was really explosive? Yeah. And fat, then they then they made him be a D-tackle, which was a huge mistake. But he reminds me a little bit – I mean, the, the way his body and, and the way he plays it reminds you a little bit of Cameron Meredith when he first got here when you thought Cameron Meredith was going to be an elite rush end at one point.
1: He's – you know, and that's the thing about Schwartz. It's deceiving. I wouldn't have guessed he weighed 250 pounds. He said he's 250 pounds. He just doesn't look it. So there, there's a little bit more mass there too that I think people are losing. That when you're just watching the guy on film, so he could potentially be a little bit of an undersized, under length, under under height, you know, base three four, you know, four technique. But I think more he's going to be traditional uh, four three five technique, which is which is a great spot for him in that defense.
2: We're talking recruiting here with Brian Munson and now Nebraska, Brian. It was 25 days. Uh, they went without a commitment from uh, June 20th all the way to July 14th. Um, so you, you, oh. you, th- you think about it like that, um, actually 24 days um, when, when you break down the days over the month here. But what do you think is next? Could we see an offensive lineman finally come off the board? What's going on with Pastor Erickson? I mean, these are guys that one would think would commit. I mean, in it makes me wonder, is Nebraska pushing for commits from these guys? Are are they holding back on purpose with some of these linemen?
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I kind of in the same way. Now I I've talked to Makula I've talked to Pastor and and Ericsson. Some of his quotes have kinda of gotten out and I think Mike had caught up with him and I caught up with Mike about it. So McCula and Pastor both told me that Nebraska is very much still in the picture. They're that they're still recruiting them very hard but then the one thing that both of them added to that, you know, they threw in there that I didn't even ask about, they said, but everybody else is too. And I, I, I have this, I have this, this idea that number one, it could be that one of them or both of them have tried to commit and maybe Nebraska is trying to figure out not pushing for any, either one of them to commit yet because maybe they really want not And number two, they could be out there being slow played by another university. in Nebraska could be a fallback. I don't think that second part though is as basically possible as the first. I think, I think Erickson here has always been the goal. And, and when I look at that, because if you look at the way the official visit stacked up, you and I, we, we were aligned when it came to look, this was a target weekend. The first weekend that, that Erickson came in, there was no doubt. He was a top at their board, top of the board you know, of where they were at. Now, Makula has got some versatility, just like Erickson does, and Pistor is a guy that, of course, they, they offered through the evaluation process through the individual workouts. So I, I think that they're really waiting to kind of see what Ballen's going to do and what's, what his status is. And then I think things could open up, and, you know, it's gonna be probably end of this month. Next two weeks or so, we should see some movement of one guy, I think, possibly into the class before nebraska starts really kind of thinking about maybe taking
2: a second well and then that secondary too, brian as as we look at the class big picture um you know the, the the loss of james mons to indiana um was a blow and and there's a lot of names on the board still like markeith williams and avery powell and nathan vale uh, quantivius gaskins who has an offer but um was not back for an official visit could be maybe a a later take-a-look guy in the season. I mean, just the direction of the secondary and who are going to get maybe those two spots for the secondary uh, when you look at the class.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's probably uh, – you know, I, I like the idea that Nebraska is probably looking for something a little bit more specifically geared to play the cornerback, the cornerback position because you can't just say I play defensive back. It, it, you're, you're typically either or, and there's very few guys that can kind of fit all. Um, so you have to be very careful there. So I think Powell is really more of your true corner, while Markeith uh, athletically has that ability, I think, to flip his hips and play the corner position, maybe more of a, of a nickel. Maybe if you get a chance to go out there and put up against a little bit of a taller guy and, and let him kind of go to work and be physical against somebody. But I think... His range and his length is something that you really want more back there playing, you know, in that safety spot. But he's also a guy you can kind of move down closer to the box and do some JoJo Dolman type of things with him a little bit. He'll be a little bit more physical and have that range that you that you're looking for. But I think you know you're looking at two guys there in the secondary. I think you're looking at two guys potentially, you know, at the offensive line, and then I think maybe you, you hope that you can get maybe still another defensive lineman to join the class. But realistically, you know, you're know, you looking at 8 plus 4, and if you can't get that other guy in a defensive line group, you, you might have a little bit of a floater before we can get to that Baker's Dozen number that you and I have been talking about for so long.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's still hard to believe, but that's where it's heading as we can tell because uh, there are definitely players Nebraska could have pushed for commits and gotten those commits. We know that because we've talked to these kids, and they haven't taken them. And so, I mean, there's a four-star like Tyler Martin who – could be a commit right now, but it just didn't work out, and it'll be interesting to see if Tyler Martin jumps on something here, or if he's gonna to continue to wait on Nebraska.
1: Yeah, I got a text message from his dad, and he had said that, you know, Nebraska is obviously very still much in the picture, and they're waiting to see what's kind of going on there, but the pressure is being dialed up from other schools, not just Arizona, but when, when they left Arizona and he didn't commit to Nebraska, it's kind of sent out a little bit of a, a sign to the rest of the nation, hey, uh, Tyler Martin may not be able to get into or may not be able to commit to Nebraska. He might end up looking around now because Arizona isn't the right fit. I I think that Nebraska is still trying to find a way to make that happen. He's just a very talented individual and can do a number of different things for you, and I think that that versatility is really going to kind of help this class when you start talking about having the smaller numbers.
2: Well, Brian, lots to keep up on. As as I mentioned, uh, plenty of coverage on Husker Online as – Trev Alberts was hired. We'll have reaction and, and content on that all week as well as more on Hayden Schwartz and commits in the in the, in the the uh, 2021
0: recruiting class.
1: Yeah, nothing quieting down anytime soon, so stay here at Husker Online. We're going to drive it all the way out.
0: Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.